do we have to really take that holistic approach and go, okay, if it's one of us, it's all of us here in the cannabis space because that's how we're viewed. Help other folks out who are trying to get information out there by us all just easing back and allowing the algorithms to see us in a different way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Am Christina D'Archangelo. And with me should be a familiar face and voice, Tiffany Watkins. Hi, Tiff. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, hello. I am so happy to be back here. I always love my time. <laughs> and we always have so much. I mean, we just released the Mental Health Awareness podcast that we shot together last month for this month. So it's, we have a couple more days left here in Mental Health Awareness Month. And today, we're not going to talk about Mental Health Awareness Month, although it does cause some anxiety for us, some of us, um, <laughs> which aligns well with the month. Um, but we're going to talk about what is happening still in the cannabinoid space as it relates to professionals that are working into the space and what happens to them in social media because we still have a problem. Do you want to start off, Tip? Yeah, yeah, this is something that I know I not only battle in my own uh, dealings, workings, business and career, uh, but I also uh, coach people on this and uh, and teach about this, the terms and conditions of Google and uh, social media, meaning Meta, uh, even Twitter, LinkedIn and some others. Um, you know, we get a really hard time, those of us who uh, work in the cannabis space, whether it's plant touching, whether it's research, education, the algorithms all read us as the same. So we are forced to have to try to look for uh, platforms that are friendly to us. You know, right now, I think LinkedIn is probably the one that's the most friendly. Twitter's close in second as they've opened up, but the big battle are your meta group is the Facebook and Instagram. That's a huge battle for, um, you know, getting our word out, even being able to advertise our services that are non-plant touching. Mm -hmm. So this is a pretty big, this is a pretty big subject for many businesses and, um, you know, even people who are ancillary. So this is, this is a really big, big subject. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm just going to bring up some of the things that recently happened to us at APA, um, which for our viewers and listeners, I think by now you probably know what that acronym means. It's Affinity Patient Advocacy. And you all know that we always say the acronyms because it's such a long name of a company. It's easier just to say APA or ABP for Affinity Biopartners. So what, what really put us um, in a spiral um, just recently this week was that we had released um, a press release out there. So it went out to EIN, that's who we use for our press, for all of the companies. Um, we had developed a press release that talks about our women executive board. This is the first time in the history of affinity patient advocacy that we have a woman-led executive board. So we created this nice little graphic showing who we were, APA, the title of the press release, which is a woman executive board for affinity patient, all women. That's all it said, nothing about cannabis. And then we talked about why we did what we did. We had quotes in there from Tiffany, Melissa Frain, who is our secretary, obviously CD over here. 
And when I try to boost the post, because we're trying to create an awareness about APA and how we really are a heart-centered organization, we lead by example with having an executive woman-only board. That's all this press release was about. And I got banned from trying to boost this post. Then I said, okay, Tiffany, I got on, we were talking with Melissa about some other APA business, and we decided that I would then try to boost the mental health podcast that we shot, which I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast. So we shared that one, which again, we boosted. And we talked about, if you haven't already watched it or listened to it, we talked about mental health, we talked about nutraceuticals, we talked about APA, we did not talk about anything illegal, if you will, and we did not talk about cannabinoids. And just to remind everybody, CBD is legal in the United States, which is where we are. And the space that we play in is the hemp space. So 0.3% falling under the federal bill, which means we're legal. So help me understand and help us understand how we keep getting blocked out from these types of ads that we're placing because we advocate for cannabis patients. That's it. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but like I said, even those of us who don't touch plants, uh, we fall victim to the algorithm. Mm -hmm. They dig into the accounts, the accounts, there's their associations, mm -hmm. tagging, mm -hmm. hashtagging, mm -hmm. all those things. And then it makes a decision and then spits out a result. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always wagered that there should be a better process to approving and denying what gets to go out on social media. Mm -hmm. um, I understand, you know, I think the age gap for or age gate for uh, Facebook and Instagram is what, 13 mm -hmm. years old and up. Obviously they have to protect the youth that are, you know, coming on to, uh, enjoy their their platforms right so you know in cannabis we have to do we have to make a, a concerted effort to understand the audience mm -hmm. we have to work within that regular guideline of perception do we perceive the audience to be of age for given product whatever and so that and that i understand no you don't post pictures of you know flour thc products edibles consumption things like that but there are so many people that do mm -hmm. and that aids in the algorithm kind of making a blanket decision and ruling yes or no in aggregate based on a few factors that that pop up in the mathematics. Right. And so I would really, you know, and I, I say this everywhere, be careful of your content, especially when you're in the cannabis space, because think of it in a, whole approach. Think of the people who are doing the research for medicines. Think of the people who have products that are right now protected by the, the federal farm bill. Think about that when you're posting because one of us affects all of us mm -hmm. in this space. And shadow banning, which if you don't know what a shadow ban is, that is when you don't appear in searches, your content isn't uh, at the top of the list, your hashtags are dead, so you could be hashtag Tiffany and you'll never see Tiffany. Um, those types of things are just a precursor to losing your entire account. And if you don't know what that looks like, that's going in, logging into your account, and finding nothing, no followers, no content, and you know that you have been 
uh, completely banned. You'll even receive an email oftentimes to the email associated with your account telling you you violated terms and conditions and you are now banned. And it's a fight to have to get back your, you know, you can use your network to get back your account, but it's a lot to go through when you're just trying to spread, spread the message of awareness and education mm-hmm. and things like that. So we have to really take that holistic approach and go, okay, if it's one of us, it's all of us here in the cannabis space, because that's how we're viewed. Yep. And, you know, I just want to bring up a, a point about research, right? Because, you know, obviously that's one of our main components of the company, mm-hmm. you know, what we do with these companies. And you know that, you know, the listeners and, and viewers know that APA helps patients get in clinical trials if they so desire to be in a clinical study, they can come to us. Now, it does not always mean it's a cannabis study. It could be a traditional pharma study. It depends on how they come to us and what they want. And that's how we service our patients. In the CRO world with Affinity Biopartners, when we were trying to recruit a diabetic neuropathy study, and yes, it was a cannabinoid-based therapy that we were researching, and this is all out there, so this is public. I'm not saying anything confidential. Um, I had a heck of a time, and Tiff will tell you, because she sits on the board for APA and works alongside all these other companies. When I was trying to recruit subjects, my ads wouldn't always be placed where they should have been placed, which doesn't make a lot of sense because let's just think about what we're doing. We're running a clinical study, right? Yes, it's with cannabinoids. Yes, we're following the regulatory requirements that we have to to do clinical research because guess who's behind it? I've been doing this for how many years? I follow the rules and the laws, right? So why is it okay for big pharma to advertise their advertisements about their drug that they're studying, whatever it would be, schizophrenia or otherwise? How come they can gladly put these things on Meta? I know I see them all the time about especially PTSD. I see PTSD all the time, okay? Mm -hmm. How come I can click on their ad and see all these things about their enrollment and whatever else they're doing, right? They're following the rules as it relates to clinical research. So I'm not knocking them, let me be clear. But here I'm doing the same thing with cannabinoids and I'm having a problem. And it's a pharma company behind me that's hired us, right? To do this work that is in the space legit doing clinical research, which is what the supposed other people that oppose us say there's not enough research, we need more research. Well, we are trying to do research. And again, you're talking on both sides of your freaking mouth. I can't even publicize the fact that I'm trying to recruit my subjects. Right. No, it's it's absolutely insane. And, you know, I, I like how you say you're they're talking out of both sides of their mouths and effectively they are. Here we are. We have the hemp CBD. We have the Delta eight. We have these things that are allowable under the federal farm bill, but on the opposite side from the same plant, we have the federal government saying for the schedule of drugs, this is the schedule one drug. And so effectively it is out of both sides of the mouth because, um, and for the listeners, if I don't know, you know, if you are more savvy to cannabis or not, really cannabis is just one plant. Mm-hmm. Hemp, THC, CBD, CBN, all of the different constituents of, of cannabis, all the cannabinoids, this really exists in one plant. And so effectively we're constantly splitting hairs, so to speak. 
And it's, it is very confusing and it does trickle down to our usage of media platforms such as social media and or Google for your websites, your SEO and these types of things. And we do, we do need to find a way to, uh, to challenge this. You know, I won't call it a battle because I think it's just really a form of understanding. We need to come to an agreement. Why can a pharmaceutical company advertise what they are doing, what they're using to cure or want to see if they can cure patients, but a cannabinoid research firm cannot, even though they're using something that is allowable by federal government only and reaching the same patients. But we can't say this out loud, so to speak, because we don't get the same platform. And so I think that, you know, we all need to really come together and try to figure out what looks best and what works best. And, uh, you know, then that's just me. I'm the ever, you know, living activist. I think we need to come together and start writing and start presenting and start lobbying for change and difference. Because here in the United States, we need more research. Mm-hmm. We need it from every angle. Mm-hmm. And we need that understanding and we need to be able to include the people. Mm-hmm. They don't get to see us. I mean, I was even talking about this with Dan Safara. Uh, last week, I got invited onto his podcast, mm-hmm. um, Clinical Trials Guru. And I love talking to Dan because Dan reached out to me back in 16 when I first got into the research space in cannabinoids. And that was pretty brave of him because he's a traditional guy, right? But he was in uh, Southern California where, you know, when you're in California, your lifestyle is so different compared to some of the other states, right? So he was more accepting to cannabinoids than, say, uh, another traditional person. Pardon me. But last week, I was on his show, and he wanted me to give an update on what we're doing and all the great stuff that we've been working on. And I, and he asked me point blank in that, in that podcast shoot, what's going on with research? Why isn't there more research, Christina? Why aren't people doing more research? And then, of course, he talked to me about CVS fiasco, them pulling the plug on their clinical research. Obviously not cannabinoid-based, but we're just talking about research in general. And the reason why I'm bringing that point up is it costs a lot of money to do clinical research. And it's not because we're taking all of your money as a CRO or affinity patient advocacy as your recruitment arm to help you find your subjects or SA Spectral Analytics Precision Telemonitoring, your EDC or EPRO platform, we're reasonable providers. We cost far, far less than what some of our other competitors cost. We're not eating up your money. It's all the other things that are involved with having insurance, patent protection, all the things that you have to pay for that costs a lot of money. And mm-hmm. keep in mind, folks, we have to follow what the regulators tell us to do when we're doing drug development. So if you're working in the United States and the FDA says they want a certain thing, we have to do that. That costs money. It can't be done for free. No one does anything for free unless you're a nonprofit like us. We work for free. So research costs money. So these people want to say they want research, right? Everybody wants research, but nobody gets behind it from a financial standpoint. You have to go out and try and find your own funding. And we just talked about how hard it is to work in cannabinoids to begin with as a professional. Imagine trying to raise the money for it. And we have the employee, like what's happening right now with the cannabis space in general, with with all the grower processors and triple stacks and all these licensings and things that are happening all over. 
we already have that problem. And everybody's worried about the financial forecast there. And I can't even get money for research. <laughs> I said from the beginning, if they would have gotten into research, these triple stacks in the beginning, we would be further along. Instead, they decided to make the guap and, and, and just put it in their pocket. Yep. So now here we are. 2023. And, we reset. <laughs> and we're still talking about research. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we, you know, basically Tiff and I wanted to come on here and talk about what's been happening in the space and have you understand that this is happening. And there's conflicting messaging that's going out there because there's press that says, oh, we let you advertise. Don't worry. We let you advertise on Google. We let you advertise on Amazon. We let you <laughs> advertise on Meta. But in fact, it's not true. We're here to tell you it's not true. We're just regular professionals working in this space. You'll never see us smoking or doing anything that's propaganda, so to speak. It's right. all educational space things that we put up that's relative to cannabis. Right. And we're still having a problem. And we're still having that problem. So I think that, you know, when I think of a call to action, because as your listeners probably know, that's where I live. We got to have the action behind all this. The call to action is really examine what you're posting on social media. Let's help each, all, each other out all together by making sure that our posts do go by the guidelines mm -hmm. and that we are talking about if you're plant touching, don't link your profiles to your menus, link it to your about, talk about your team. Mm -hmm. Don't put, don't advertise your sales. Don't do things like put cannabis usage on your social media, help other folks out who are trying to get information out there by us all just easing back and allowing the algorithms to see us in a different way. Mm -hmm. I know it's not the most popular opinion, and I understand it. It's not very exciting, but it is necessary. These are very necessary steps for cannabis as a whole in this country. We have a, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of regulatory systems, poor taxation, all sorts of things. We could talk an Thank hour you. and a half about that. But what we really need is a fighting chance. And that is only something that we can give to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to take us all. Mm -hmm. And I think the other call to action, too, is for the dispensary partners that are out there that I'm sure are viewing us and listening to us, watching um, Tiff alluded to that initially when she was talking about growing and such. I'm coming from this research side now, trying to hit you there, because guess what? When we are running studies, it would be great if the local dispensaries around that clinical trial site would at least just take our flyer and put it up in the dispensary. Because at the end of the day, they're there because they're supposed to be helping patients and they believe in cannabinoid plant medicine, right? That's why they exist. Well, if that is the case, then help us out because we help you out by doing what we do every day, advocating for patients, having an electronic system that's validated, that's QA, that fires queries and all kinds of things to make sure we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing. And lastly, advocating for the patients to educate them based on the fallacies that they have out there that they are reading all over the place. That's just simply not true. Help us out. If we're going to do this, we've got to do it together to Tiff's 100%. point. 
100%. We have to come together. It's, it's, we have to stop segregating each other. I know yeah. when I first came into the space, in the research side of things, I scared people. I had people were like, mm -hmm. oh my God, this lady, she's worked on FDA stuff. She's going to be in us constantly saying, don't do this. Don't say, it wasn't because I was trying to be the don't sir. It was because I was trying to make sure that when we kept going down this pathway, which we're still on, that we are doing everything by the book so that we can go back to the FDA and say, hi, FDA. Hi, guys. Guess what? We just worked on this thing and it worked. And let's talk about it. And let's talk about the platform and the way that we could go ahead to say, for example, help pain patients without having to give them Oxy or GABA or Lyrica or any of the other things that are out there. Prednisone. There's all kinds of things people are taking. Let's look at alternatives. That's all we're asking for. Give us a chance. 100%. That's it. So, you know, um, call out to all, uh, you know, my dispensary partnerships and network. And if you can work with us, if you can spread the word for us, just you guys know where I am. You can always find me on LinkedIn. Just look for the Mohawk. So, <laughs> yeah, seriously, we'd love to hear from you. For real. Seriously. I mean, we're working on a big educational event. Um, that we're going to be having in Miami. I'm just going to tip it off right now because Tiff and I are here together. Um, and as you guys know, or ladies, gals, everyone, uh, wh whatever you call yourself, I don't mean to be unpolitically correct. When I say guys, it's just, you know, I'm from Philly. We say guys. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be doing our Miami event. And it's going to be a cannabis educational event. And APA is the company that's putting that out with all of our other companies that will be supporting all of the teams will be coming down to Miami. And our, our ask is, again, that we have the right partners in play from sponsorship to attendance, et cetera. Help us get the word out so that we aren't going to have to keep having these podcasts to explain these things that are happening because <laughs> the viewers have no idea why we're upset. They don't know. That's <laughs> true. Well, thank you so much, Tiff, for coming on. I, I love your pearls of knowledge. You And you don't even have pearls on today. Um, <laughs> bling, bling. Um, but thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to meet with me to talk about this very important topic because we've been talking about this forever and it just kind of came to the head when we were just trying to do little things with APA and we said we've had enough. <laughs> I'm absolutely happy to be here. Absolutely. Okay. Well, with that, as we always say, remember, we are the same. I am Christina D'Arcangelo. Thank you for joining us today. Mm -hmm.